Welcome, everybody, to a long-awaited edition of Talk Hard, presented by Walk Softly Films. Guys, we are just coming back off of uh, off of Olympic season, so I'm going to introduce you all today with some of my favorite names of some Olympians that competed in this year's games. First of all, right here with me in Danville, Kentucky. Uh-oh. Steel Johnson. <laughs> Todd Sheen. That's what I get called at home. <laughs> That's right. That's why, That's why I picked <laughs> that one for you. And uh, coming to us from Frankfort, Kentucky, the, the state's capital, Aiken Wang. Oh. Scott Stafford. <laughs> I guessed wrong. I guessed wrong. What, what were you going with? I thought it was. I was going to be Dong Dong. That was me. I'm Dong Dong. <laughs> no, I ruined it. <laughs> I should have known. No, that's me, buddy. I'm sorry, you're aching. I'm just. I'm just plain old Dong. Double Dong. <laughs> oh, double Dong. Oh, the double Dong. So, um, I think we owe our listeners a little ex- explanation as to uh, why we've been on the hiatus here, guys. Um, we didn't we didn't want to say anything because we wanted it to be a surprise, but uh, we went down to uh, Rio de Janeiro to compete in our event of uh, three man whitewater kayaking. Um, we didn't do as well as we hoped. We didn't podium. Todd, but, uh, Todd got that mouthful of uh, doo doo water down there, and <laughs> oh, in training, Montezuma's revenge like you've never seen. Yeah, and when you don't have the big man, you know. Yeah. Yep. You all have your anchor. Best hour of my life. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, and I'm not going to say that Todd was with Ryan Lochte on the night in question, but um, I'm not going to say he wasn't. So. uh, Yeah, no words there. uh, Yeah. We'll just move on from that, that international incident. Um, All right, guys, we are coming up on... Labor Day weekend, which kind of is the unofficial end of the summer. School starting back and all that stuff. And thought we could talk a little bit about... Premier League. Uh, Getting oh. going. Third week. I knew it. No. Finally. No. <laughs> I knew we were going we to have problems like this tonight. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, see, it's been a while. Um, <laughs> no, we're, we're going to talk film. No. Actually, on this podcast, not no. and not soccer. Dang it! Uh, sorry. Maybe next time, though. You'll get it. <laughs> you'll get it one of these days. Um, now I'm going to talk about this this blockbuster summer of uh, of movies and sort of maybe give our overall review. Maybe get into some specifics um, of what we thought about how the summer went for Hollywood and the blockbusters, and then maybe even in just in general. Um, how how the summer was in the old cinemas what do you guys think that sounds fantastic i'm ready for this um i i saw as much as i could um of course while we're in rio de janeiro i couldn't 
couldn't take in any film the last couple of weeks, but uh, I saw most most things. I've got a list here of, of the blockbusters that I was disappointed in. Some I was surprised that I liked. Um, some that I thought they they were about what I thought they were going to be, and then some that I was planning on seeing and didn't didn't because. I heard that they sucked. Uh, we can go through that, or do you want to just go chronologically through the blockbusters and see what we thought about them, and then give an overall review? Uh, yeah, I mean, my vote is to go. I don't know, whatever you think, but uh, yeah, we could work through it chronologically, and you could tell us as we hit them, like what you know, the ones. Yeah, let's do that. That's I think that's the easiest way to do it. That way, kind of, we, that way we get the sense of how the summer started and how we finished right. out. All right, let's go that way. Um, do you have the list there? I've got a list. How accurate it is, I'm not sure, but I think it's it's close at least. <laughs> we'll go with it. Now, what are we qualifying as summer? I was thinking like May. I think you can. May until now. I think you can start in March. Okay. Because a, a couple of uh, studios wow. had had some tent poles in March, and and right. uh, so. Everything. I'd say tent poles were exactly what you'd call a couple of those. <laughs> things got off to a roaring start, I believe, on March 11th with Warcraft. Yeah, man. Uh, that's a subject that we I was going to bring up uh, um, anyway at some point on a podcast. Um, do video games work as movies? Uh, can you think of one, uh, a video game that has ever worked as a movie? Pixels was a roaring success, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if you take Pac Man, <laughs> you got to go all the way back to Pac Man to make a good movie. <laughs> um, but they had, they had to add a bunch of video games to make that one movie not even work. And I didn't see that. And, I, and I'm, I'm assuming it sucked and you're being sarcastic, but you did watch it, didn't you? <laughs> I did watch it, and I, I, I kind of had hopes for it, and, and maybe it's just because of my Adam Sandler sickness, but... Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, it kind of stunk. It kind of stunk, Yeah, uh, for sure. Yo, I, apparently, Warcraft did pretty well overseas, but domestically just really bombed, and... Um, and I can't think of like I off the top of my head, I can't think of a video game movie that I have enjoyed. And I've seen quite a few of them. I guess the Resident Evils maybe have done pretty well. Um, and Oliphant as Hitman. Those were the most popular anyway, because there's been yeah. six of them. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, Timothy Oliphant as Hitman wasn't bad, but that movie was a little weird. Mm. Um, but I mean, it just. Uh, to me, it just it just doesn't work. Now I have a, I have high hopes for Assassin's Creed because I love those games and the trailer looks pretty beautiful. And you know you got Fastbender, who is um, yeah, who's great. Yeah, so I've got hope for that one, but there's really n not any reason to have hope other than those. <laughs> right. I mean, if you're looking at the past of, of video games it, it turned into movies, they just they stink. Yeah, it's always it got to be a question for the writers of how faithfully you try to stick to any type of story that they've given you in because mm -hmm. it's always really slim in the in the games so it's like you know do i just are we just like kind of keeping imagery and just going a wall here it seems like that assassin's creed is sticking pretty close to at least the premise of the games 
uh, yeah. which is, you know, is interesting because it's slightly hard to follow and, and, and convoluted in, in my opinion, yeah. but it works for the game, but we'll see. Right. Right. Yeah. And you're taking like, I mean, those, those guys are trying to create a story that lasts 28 to 40 hours so that you have right. a lot of gameplay and you're trying to condense that into an hour and a half movie. And it just, it never seems to, seems to hit. I mean, I've seen some bad movies. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Blood Rain was nearly unwatchable. Um, what what are the other uh, Silent Hill? Those are bad. Those movies yeah. are bad. Um, and, and you think the horror been, ones might be the ones really that you good. can get on? Yeah, yeah. March eighteenth. Let's go. Allegiant Part One. Man, that franchise is going well. <laughs> When you when you're talking about moving part two of your finale to TV, you know things have gone well. <laughs> I feel like, Is that what you're gonna do? Yes, and yeah, oh. and like uh, it's you know people like um, what's uh what's Reed Richards' name? Uh, the new what's the new Reed Richards? What's his name? Oh yeah, um, but butthead. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, butthead. Yeah, <laughs> you know from the drum movie. I'm telling you guys, my brain's not going to work yeah. tonight. So this whiplash. is the best you're going to get. Yes, yeah, so whiplash. Equal. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Miles. Yes, Teller. Steel, Miles Steel Teller. Johnson. Steel Johnson. <laughs> Miles Teller, like yeah. you know, doesn't want to do it. You know, if it's moving to TV, so there's like it sounds like they might have to replace characters, and they, I think oh. there's probably plenty of question whether it's going to happen at all. But yeah, if it happens, it sounds like it's going to happen on TV. So that's just a joke. Uh, mm. Kung Fu Panda on the 18th as well. Kung Fu Panda three. Mm. Yeah, I, I I watched the first one and it was pretty good. I, I had no interest in seeing any sequels. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see two, and I sure as heck didn't see three. Michael Startsman of uh, the Best of Earth gave it a thumbs up, so hmm. so everybody can take that and uh, and stick it wherever. It's got the Startsman seal of approval, exactly. which does mean something in this in this universe. <laughs> yes, March twenty fifth. Oh, don't even say it. Here it comes. No. Batman v Superman <sighs> Dawn of Justice. Oh my goodness sakes. Dawn of Just Crap Pile. <laughs> oh gosh. Um I think and I'm including the 80s versions of early 90s versions of the Captain America movies, I think this is the worst comic movie ever made. <laughs> really? Yes. Man. I have gone so far as to say this is the worst. Because at least those are, you can watch them and take them for what they are. Yeah, right. Enjoy them like as the, the novelty ironically. Of them. Yeah. Right, right. There's nothing enjoyable about, uh, but, uh, not nothing. I, I'm being a little bit too critical, but there's very, very little to like about Batman vs Superman, and I could go off on a probably a twenty five minute tangent on that movie, which I will not do at this <laughs> point. Uh, maybe we'll get back to it, but I absolutely hated it. Yeah, we've got we got some tough love coming up for uh, both yeah. Warner Brothers and Marvel Studios. Uh, yeah. So, I and I feel like Batman vs Superman has competition this year for worst ever. So we'll we'll get to that. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> April 15th, The Jungle Book. Did you all see it? I have not. I didn't see it. I've I heard, liked it. I've heard nothing but good things, including from yeah. you. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, and it's, that's the first positive review I'll give of the 2016 uh, movies that we've gone over so far. But um, nice. I, I, Bill Murray was great, as always. And uh, Christopher Walken as King Louis uh, completely nailed it. Um, not, not too much to dislike about Jungle Book. I saw maybe two minutes uh, today uh on vod that somebody at work had it on and uh i, I was intrigued i had to say like uh, you know you had you know bill was being murray was being the blue in the scene and walking mm-hmm. was uh king louis and i so i was getting that scene i was like yeah i'm kind of i'm kind of into this i can kind of see you know where people would like this you got to see the christopher walken scene just yeah just like i said just maybe yeah. 60 to 120 seconds of it but i was like yeah i can see this. that's the best scene in the movie because of those two <laughs> being in it oh i'm not surprised um, yeah but it, it's it's good and your kids both of your all i think your all's kids will dig it so okay um, hey, that's hey, a good one to hey blue why aren't you calling i see i can't even do it i can't do it somebody else do it somebody do it scott's god scott's Go ahead, got to be walking uh, hey blue <laughs> let's see let's see so it would be uh todd bridges could be at your house he could be waiting for you <laughs> no oh, one dude. will know Five minutes. <laughs> no one will know why aren't you calling okay i'm just i'm just surprised my uh walking didn't sound like alec baldwin again <laughs> <laughs> if it went on for about 30 more seconds May. Let's move Easy. into May. Okay. All right. Uh, Let's go. This is a big one. A big one. Um, Civil War. Captain America. Civil War. I don't think we spent enough time talking about Civil War on this podcast. <laughs> so it's, it's where the show all let's, started, let's spend, right? Yeah. Let's spend a little time on Civil War. No, I think we've made our, our all of our feelings clear. I think all of us liked it, but maybe not as much as we thought we were going to. Is that fair to say? I think so. I think so. And, and felt like it was, there were some missed opportunities in there to, to ma- to maybe take it over the edge. I feel like, uh, looking back on it, it's just that movie where it, where it falters and where it suffers is the weight of having of the shared universe. Like that mm-hmm. movie more than any other so far, uh, has the burden of it's a piece of the larger story. You know, it's just a chapter. Right. And in, instead yeah. of being kind of a self-contained movie. So, but yeah, if you want more than that of that, everybody, two hours yeah. worth, uh, episode one, right. go check it out. Yep. Look it up. And May 20th, Angry Birds. Anybody? Didn't catch it. Didn't no. see it. Moving on. Night. <laughs> <laughs> nice guys. Didn't see it. Scott and I went to see that one together. Yeah. Um, we actually did uh, an unreleased podcast. <laughs> yeah, we did um, on the nice guys, and we—the reason we didn't release it is because, kind of like the movie, there just really wasn't a lot of meat there. Yeah, like, I, no strong feelings either way. So right, yeah. Uh, maybe a little, I was disappointed. Yeah, maybe slightly impressed with the comedic turn for Russell Crowe, and slightly disappointed in Goslin. And felt like he yeah. uh, he he's trying a little too hard. 
but not not what I was hoping for at all from was that was that Shane Black? Yeah. Yes, it was. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Not nearly to the level of Kiss Kiss Bang Bang was what you know. Going to a movie like that, you're hoping for like that kind of magic, but uh, not there. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I liked the premise. I liked those two guys together. Anyway, May twenty seventh, uh, Alice through the Looking Glass. Didn't see it. Didn't see uh, it, and it got it. It got crushed in the reviews. You saw it, Todd? I did, I did not see it. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I did not see it, but all I can say is it's one of those that um, it, it was almost like, did the studio even promote it? <laughs> it did seem to come and go, especially for yeah. as big as the first one was. So, you know, yeah. it makes you wonder if they felt like, you know, it wasn't going to perform. And that was uh, that was one that I think, you know, kind of fit into the conversation that we had in a previous episode about like what's what's Depp doing and where what's kind of happened to him yeah the fall from grace yeah Depp and Burton need to separate they probably do it's time to divorce yeah in that relationship uh but Burton did not direct that right uh exactly yeah I think oh he, did he not I think he'd have produced Yes, okay. right. Yeah, so they still had his name on it, but uh, I think the guy that directed it maybe did the second Muppet movie, the 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 new one. Oh, um, one of those. So yeah, and let's move on. Let's see. Also on May twenty seventh, uh, the one you've everybody's been waiting for, X Men Apocalypse. Ah, <laughs> didn't see it. Haven't seen it. Don't care to. And that's saying something. I saw I it. it. I saw and Todd, it. And yeah, Todd I, saw it. I, it. All I saw of us it. To see it. I can't believe I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> so you can confirm what we thought it was going to be. Our worst it, fears. Yeah. Honestly, with uh, with everything, it, it makes uh, it almost makes the final stand look Man. like almost um, Rush Hour Three. <laughs> When you're when you're giving Brett Ratner pseudo uh, pseudo credit, then for yeah. any, anything, then you know it can't be good. I Brian Singer, right. I don't I don't know I, I don't know if the the studio's way involved or what, but uh, I've lost faith in our man, and uh, yeah, it's it's the it's a great tragedy of of superhero movies is that he walked away to make Superman Returns, which is actually not given the appreciation it deserves quite. Uh, but um, walked away from the X-Men and and what I believe would have been an all-time great movie if, if he had just stayed in the flow and done X-Men 3 and that right. and that Phoenix story that he that he had set up to tell. I think that yeah. would have been amazing. And instead, he walked away, and then when he comes back, he's got this wacko timeline to deal with, and it's just all a huge flipping mess. Yep. So yeah, That's when you call in Brett, and it looked like call. it looked like Fox like was like even like we don't want to spend any money on this. Like we we're gonna hand this off to you know the effects guys down the street. Like you know who mm. knows where? Because man, they put out that Super Bowl ad for it, and it was just like this is garbage. Yeah. Like these, <laughs> you should not have put this spot out because these effects yeah. look n- nasty. Uh, Todd was uh, the Quicksilver. Was that was his, the best part about it. I was going to ask, because that was the best part of the one before that, too. Yeah, it was, um, I can't, I'm trying to think of the song they used this time. Uh, 
and I can't think of it, but it was it that again. The effect, you know, is very similar to the, the last one, but it was really well done and well handled. But yeah, they should have just, you know, what what should have happened is they should have ended that scene and said, "Okay, well, we're all good. The lights <laughs> up. Yeah, everybody's everybody's fine. Apocalypse has been vanquished." <laughs> And I've also oh. seen uh, concept art for that movie that uh, Apocalypse looked, you know, almost dead on what he what he looks like in the comics in in early concept art. And I don't I don't know like as as well as Brian Singer does some things, he goes like <laughs> he's got his tendencies. I'm gonna watch my language here, but uh, <laughs> the way I put this, but you know, he just he he tends to shy away from going too close to the comic book look normally, but it was weird because it was like Psylocke was dead on the comic book, which was like mm. crazy to do that one. Yeah. You know, and, and yet, so, but anyway, the, the concept art apocalypse looked amazing. Like it was that a true adaptation of that look would looked um, kind of surprisingly good for screen. But, uh, but he went away from that and he looked like, I don't know. He looked crazy and whatever. Uh, that, yeah. Sorry, he I looked a, stupid. Had a, I nerded out there for a second. Uh, June third, <laughs> June third, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two. Was it out s- of the shadows? Oh, out of the shadows. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> didn't see it. Bebop and rock steady. Yes, sir. I'll, nope, I didn't. I'll never see it. I, nope, me I, either. Unless somebody ties me down or something horrible goes wrong with the cable one day or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, Michael Bay. Uh, eat rat poison or something. No, that's that's way too negative. That's awful. That's that was internet level vitriol. Yeah, well, yeah that that rat poison deserves better. <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry, everybody. It's a waste of good rat poison. <laughs> June seventeenth, Finding Dory. Didn't see it. I didn't either. I, I liked it. I liked it. It was good. Okay. All right. I've heard people say good things about it. 624, Independence Day 2. Missed that one, too. <laughs> Again, no. And, it, and the reviews on it were awful. That's the one that's been getting hammered as, like, yeah. you know, Hollywood's got no new ideas and sequels and, you know, yada, yada, yada. Uh, and that's one when I saw the, the first trailer for it, the little 30-second mm-hmm. uh, trailer for it, and saw they were doing a new one. I got a little excited about it because I really liked the the one the twenty the Will Smith one that was made twenty years ago. Um, so I was kind of sad mm-hmm. at how hard it got hammered and it and it made me not want to see it. So I didn't. July first, the BFG and Tarzan saw both of them. Yes. Um, enjoyed BFG probably a little more than I thought I would because I thought it would be a sappy kid story and um, it was it was it was good the it looked cool we saw it in IMAX 3d it looked cool um, like you would expect Spielberg stuff um, and the story was really sweet um, also saw Tarzan and it it was kind of a letdown okay. um, yeah and and I think we had talked about it we talked about it a little bit on a, on a previous podcast but uh, I, I kind of like the Christoph Waltz character, and and you said you were surprised by it because it looked like he was playing exactly the same thing as he mm-hmm. always does, yeah. which he did. <laughs> yeah. um, 
but that was, I mean, for me, you, you got to find something redeeming about it, and that was it. But there were a lot of confusing decisions that were made mm-hmm. in the course of Tarzan. Yeah, if I'm Waltz's agent, basically, I tell him, don't do another villain for like ten years. Like, yeah, <laughs> like just give yeah. it, give it a rest, and when you come back to it, everybody will just be itching to see you do that again. Right. But, yeah. Uh, and don't drink milk in any of your scenes. <laughs> 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 July 8th uh, Star Trek Beyond I saw it Yeah I did too Okay, I did not see it And what? I wanted to go see it <laughs> I was uh, I, gave it a th- I gave it a thumbs up Yeah I liked it a lot Yeah and it had a really strong third act It was mm-hmm. you know it's a solid movie I can I get some Star Trek uh, fans, complaints, hardcore fans about this isn't like Star Trek enough. Or there's too much action, not enough. Yeah. You know, I get that. Uh, but as far as just telling a story and, and you know, and, and it being entertaining and fun and, you know, there aren't any huge mistakes. It's, you know, it's it's good. It's fun watch. Yeah. I completely agree with everything that you just said. I saw, um, I think something came out the same day as Star Trek. I think it was Lights Out. And I really liked Lights Out. Yes, I also saw Lights Out, and I did not like it as much as you did. <laughs> I liked it because I, I liked the fact that they, uh, you know, and, and I liked, uh, I don't know when this came out, this was back in June, but The Conjuring 2 was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I enjoyed that. I liked I liked uh, Lights Out. I think it could have, I think it could have had more, but I liked the fact that he, he showed a little restraint and didn't go, you know, it, it didn't go overboard uh, where it easily could have. Um, you know, besides the intensity of some of it, it's 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 almost like a family kind of movie, and I wouldn't I wouldn't let my kids see it. Yeah, I say that because it's not. You know, there's not a lot of uh, gratuitous violence or over overly gratuitous violence. Uh, you know, sex and stuff like that. So I, for that reason, I think it was. You know, it's 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 one of those movies where you could actually almost take some of your family members to it almost after after seeing the short film um that it was adapted from i i thought that this guy had a chance to do for the dark what freddy krueger did and robert england and uh and wes craven did for going to sleep and i thought that they kind of missed it i thought they missed the opportunity i thought the the witch uh, the whole witch thing was kind of dumb. I I think the problem the problem with that is, like you said, it's you're taking a two minute idea, which is mm-hmm. just barely an idea, and then trying to expand it into, you know, you know, add what seventy eight to eighty two minutes more, yeah. and have a real story and have it, you know kind of resolve itself and, and, and have, have some kind of a, I don't know. Um, it's the horror equivalent of the SNL sketch adaptation Yeah, for comedy. So it's not, yeah. uh, not easy to do. Yeah, it's not, it's not, but, I, but the guy's got, the guy does have talent considering he was making movies in his apartment in uh, Sweden with his wife as his only cast member. And he was shooting this, he was shooting stuff with a black magic pocket camera. And he was also um, 
lighting stuff with Ikea stuff, you know, stuff from Ikea. I mean, this guy was doing it and, and, and making some, you know, making some interesting things. I think he's got a really bright future. I think he's just, uh, uh, he just, he's got to get more um, nuanced with making long form. And, yeah. and trust us, Todd could talk about that guy for two hours for sure. That's right. So <laughs> he's been following, following that story since the, the short came out yeah. uh, with very, very closely. Right, Todd? I would say, yeah. Yeah, very closely. Yeah. Uh, let's see. July 15th, Ice Age 5. Holy crap. How did we get here? <laughs> exactly. Wow. Did the what now? Now, has, I don't know if any of you, either of you, have seen it, but is is it in space? Did they? Did, 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 is this thing set in space and the Dude, future? I have no idea. Man, I think I'm maybe so... partially, maybe. That's. Uh, I just. I don't. I mean, I don't know. Whatever. I mean, keep the train rolling. I guess. But I guess, man, <laughs> just keep cashing those checks. But I'm so out of the ice age loop. I have no idea what they're doing over there. Uh. It's called it, Collision Course, so yeah, probably. Yeah, I, I just kept kept seeing commercials and, and tie-in uh, promotions and stuff that led me to believe it was in space, and it's just like, I don't know what's happening. Um, is Romano still part of that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, <laughs> that too. Okay, good. Yeah. Oh, and then we got the big one. Uh, oh, man. On the tail end of summer, July 22nd, Ghostbusters. <laughs> goodness sakes todd scott and i did a, a full podcast on this uh that you weren't able to do with us but did you ever see it i did see it what'd you think i i thought it was um i thought it was just a, a horrible movie yeah uh and i and i watched it i went i watched it just like not even like just sitting to watch it and not saying, okay, I'm going to put the expectations. This is a Ghostbusters movie. I didn't even put all, I didn't put that weight on its shoulders. I decided I'm going to watch it as a movie. Right. And not think about one and two from before. And it was just a horrible movie. Yeah. It was one of the, it's one of the worst uh, put together films. Uh, to me, if, if you've got, if you've got a, a bunch of people clamoring for that franchise with whatever cast, whoever you want to put in there, but if you've got people clamoring for that franchise and they have been, uh, mm-hmm. there's not been another movie in what, 27 years, uh, that, or the Ghostbusters two was in 1989. So it's been almost 30 years since the last Ghostbusters movie. And you can't even come close to being entertaining. To me, that's that's mm. just that's sad. Yeah, it was bad. It was it was the probably the biggest waste of resources uh, that that it's ever been on screen. Yeah, if that, yeah, yeah. That, that's a, that's a good way to put it. Just a huge, huge waste. And uh, a guy from RogerEbert.com said uh, he kind of echoed what we talked about. He said, "If I see." Uh, I don't know how to say his name. We'll say Feig. Yeah. Feig. 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 Feig seems like a nice enough guy who stands up for his female actors, but can't direct an action sequence to save his life. And I think that's basically what it comes down to. Yeah. Uh, Apparently he's got decent comedy chops because people like that spy movie. And I like spy. Yeah. Okay. And, but I mean, yeah, just that third. And I like the heat. Didn't he do that too? 
I believe so. And then yeah, the, with Thunderbolt, yeah. The third, he did bridesmaids. He did yes. uh, yeah. I liked all those. Yeah. This was a bad choice for him, and and I guess you don't know until you give somebody a shot. But man, he tanked it, and yep. you know, just got a, a big fat F. And and the, to me, that's where you know he stood up for his ladies, but that's where he let them down. Is that he just couldn't do the job on on the action, and that's as you know as necessary in a movie like Ghostbusters as the comedy is. Yeah. E- even more so if you look at the model of the first movie. Uh, so anyway, moving. Which they obviously didn't do. Yeah. Now we have a public forum right here, guys. So do you all, either one of you all want to apologize for all those tweets you all sent Leslie Jones? <laughs> I I sent some on behalf of, uh, on the Walks Awfully account and said, even though we ripped the movie to shreds, uh, you know. That's right. So we we uh, support Leslie Jones and, and that's right. We're heroes, everybody. <laughs> that's right. Did you hear that? We give us a big fat pat on the back for that one. Because <laughs> um, I did, I did send a tweet of approval. Uh, July twenty ninth, Jason Bourne, the fourth Jason Bourne movie. I watched it. And I really, really liked it. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, really liked it. And it did not get as re- reviewed as well. I think it is actually maybe even rotten on Rotten Tomatoes, um, which I don't, I don't understand. It was, it was exactly what I wanted it to be. Uh-huh. And I love the Bourne movies, and it was exactly what I wanted it to be. Okay. Was it like, I might go as far as to say, after we've gone through these, I might go as far as to say that Jason Bourne – may be my favorite movie of the summer. Wow. Yeah. All right. More more so than Lights Out? <laughs> Slightly more so than Lights Out. All right. Yeah, all right. August 5th. Suicide Squad. And it all comes full circle for Scott Stafford <laughs> and his hatred of the DC Cinematic Universe. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Man, that thing is such a turd. It is. It's an abortion. It it makes no sense at all and they don't even try to they don't even try and it's just I mean I we could I could, we could spend another 2 hours like we have on on Ghostbusters. There's a Ghostbusters episode. Listen to it if you want to. We could do the yeah. exact same thing to this, even more so. Ghostbusters is a better movie. Ghost, yeah. Ghostbusters is more competent than this movie. I uh, agree with that. Um, it's just it's just trash, and you've got characters there for no reason whatsoever, and it's just so slopped together. And I, like I don't I don't even I don't even remember all my complaints, but it's just ugh, oh man, I hated it. I hated. I it. think my biggest complaint with with where DC's going, and and maybe we should save this for for the tough love, and we can bring it back up if we need to. But I think my biggest complaint with Suicide Squad is that the reason the Christopher Nolan trilogy worked is because it knew what it was. Mm-hmm. Suicide Squad, you got a, a crazy lady with a bat. A dude that shoots guns, uh, a guy like you, you have all these primitive weapons fighting against these sorcerers who have all this black magic and are making this uh, paranormal machine. And it's like, okay, what is she going to do with her huge novelty mallet to yeah. fight this <laughs> right. 
super powerful witch. It's absolutely like, what are you? Are, are you based in reality? Yeah. Or are you based in the superhuman universe? It's absolutely ridiculous in, in by any stretch of the imagination that you would put uh, Harley Quinn in that group. It yeah. makes no sense. She's a a, a a um, what would you say? She she's a an unbalanced woman with a bat who yeah. may probably has some like gymnastics skills yep. and stuff like that. Like, no, no. Yeah. And, and then you got a dude that can shoot good. You got a guy that has boomerangs. Now, now saying all that, uh, she, uh, Margot Robbie and Will Smith are the best yeah. parts of the movie. Like absolutely. They do yeah. a good job. They tried, they brought it. They did not phone it in by any means. E- even though they had to see kind of like while they were making that, they had to feel like, I don't know what, you know, what this is yeah. going to be like. Uh, Jared Leto, what'd you think? I personally, I didn't like it at all. I think, yeah, I think it's a, a big miss and I think he stunk and uh, yeah. he's a good actor. He is. I'm not, I'm not railing on Jared Leto and saying that he's got no talent. He does, but he, he didn't pull this off. And, uh, yeah. It's not good. It's not good. Every everybody that's done that part's basically won an Oscar and you know, or been a great you know iconic TV character or whatever. But uh, yeah. that was a miss, and it's not necessarily his fault. I'm sure he was doing what he was asked to do. Uh, and and so much of the aesthetic of that movie, uh, as I later found out, it was is stolen, like just straight stolen mm-hmm. uh, from. Um, Oh, those Russian weirdos! They're like a music group or something, uh, or German. Man, this is good research that I've done here. Craftwork. <laughs> D D D Antworks. Let's see. Let's see. Real quick, I'll I'll cut this right. out or something. Uh, okay. y- you all talk. You all talk. Um, let me let me get. Can I give one more complaint about Suicide Absolutely. Squad that I had? Um the thing that maybe bothered me as much as anything is that you, you basically created a character with a superpower to um, prove that the neck bombs were real and they, (laughs) and they worked. And the character you decide to create is a guy whose super ability is that he can climb any rope. (laughs) That's his superpower. (laughs) The dude that can climb any rope. See, the the sad thing is that's probably a real DC character. (laughs) Because they have, I, hope not. I think it probably is. Because they have, oh, that's of, gross. Some ridiculous stuff. I would like to say one thing, and that is, I would, I haven't seen Suicide Squad, and I'll probably never ever watch it. But I think it's Good. a better movie than Titanic. Oh no! There you <laughs> go. What are we doing? You, Walk around. You've stepped out of line. You so sure far. Uh, oh man, Di- Antwerp. Uh, is Africans for the answer as a South African rap rave group formed in Cape Town in 2008. Um, they're the weirdos from uh, that movie with Hugh Jackman and Chappie. Chappie, yeah, they're the two people okay. from Chappie. You know, Chappie. I wondered if that's who it was when you described them, but yeah. I was afraid to say. Yeah, them. and that's okay. how they really act. Like that's that's how those two people really act. And uh, they made like a short film of their own. And like even the the title sequence with the, you know all the guns, the 3D guns floating around and stuff like that, and how they how they would show people's names, 
like directly stolen from that short film, like the yeah. exact, you know, and, 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 and uh, the Joker's look basically is, uh, I think that guy's name is Ninja and, you know, basically taken from him. And, and they invited those two onto the set and they said, Giroletto was cool. like talking to them about, you know, yeah, director guys always talking about, you know, how much he loves you all and blah, blah, blah. And so they're pretty PO'd to say the least. Right? Yeah. They have, uh, they have just absolutely torched him with, with some, uh, some, some things so I can't repeat. they weren't flattered by the homage. No, no, they don't feel like it's an homage at all. And they're, they're okay. not too happy about it. Um, okay. I don't blame them. Anyway. So suicide squad, suicide squad, I hate it. It's awful. Yeah. It's a misstep. Uh, now you hated it more than Batman versus Superman. I think so. I think so. Cause yeah. it's even more nonsensical. Yeah. And they're even, I did. I hated Batman versus Superman. Yeah. There's, there's the gaping plot holes that I just are insane. Yeah. Um, but the, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think I hated Batman versus Superman more because it, it took part of my childhood and ruined it. <laughs> Batman vs. Superman did. Yeah. And Suicide Squad, I had nothing right. to go off of. Yeah, nothing invested. Uh, right. Like, the, w- one part that that makes me mad about that is the fact that Suicide Squad, like, one of the things that I liked about it was the aesthetic and, and like, these wild colors that they used and, and, and the graphic treatments and stuff like that. And apparently he just stole that. So, mm. you know. So there you go. Uh, wow. We're finishing out... The summer season, August twelfth, Sausage Party and Pete's Dragon, two movies that go together very well. That's right. <laughs> do a double feature do with a, the yeah, fam, exactly. everybody. Sausage Dragon. <laughs> Did you all see either one of those? I saw Pete's Dragon. I saw Pete's yeah. Dragon. What'd y'all think? I didn't see it. I am a huge fan of the first one. I grew up on the first one. It was on HBO, and we've talked about this before, so just just to reiterate, it was on all the time, and I watched it constantly. Uh, loved it. Still love it because of the songs and stuff, and it's probably not that great of a movie, but it's just got a special place. And this one was... This is good. It was a good movie. I, get, I give okay. it a... It's got a couple huge plot holes but it's still a good movie and i would recommend it for for fans what about you todd i really liked it too um i just i think uh i don't know what the term you would use uh a lot of times in the past you would say somebody mailed in a performance but i don't know (laughs) what you would call what carl urban did Um, (laughs) i think he was trying (laughs) <laughs> he he was trying but good grief carl yeah I, um, I feel like that's the script's fault because i feel like he was selling out he was like i'll do whatever you tell me to do but it just didn't make a lot of sense and yeah. i like carl urban don't get oh, me wrong yeah, I, I, I like it i like him a lot uh, except for the fact that he's a, a kiwi or whatever he is <laughs> oh, i love good i love a good kiwi <laughs> i love I love uh, the Concords, but that, I've only got room in my heart for two. So. Crowded house, crowded oh, house. Oh, see, see, no, greatest no. rock band of all time. No. It always comes no. back to crowded house, doesn't it? <laughs> Just stop right there. Uh, um, you know what the best thing about crowded house is? They, they had nothing to music. do with Titanic. <laughs> I was gonna say they stopped making music, but <laughs> oh man, shots are being fired, you guys. <laughs> 
Hey, if he's going to come after Titanic like that, I'm Titanic. Not, I'm not going to take Titanic, that laying down. Titanic equals bubonic. <laughs> oh, so yeah, Pete's Dragon. Um, so that if you so just one note about Pete's Dragon, if you're going to do a reboot, I think that's the way to do it. It's a complete reimagining with some core pieces, right. and if you're going to do a reboot, that's the way to do it. Uh, and it's a movie that wasn't, you know, that people generally feel isn't that great, the original. So that's another good reason to do it. Don't take a great movie and remake it. That makes no sense at all. Like, there's no need for you to make another one. Just watch the first one. But yeah, if, if there's one that you felt like could have been better, should have been better, or you could do something with it that's all new, then absolutely. And, and so it yeah. makes sense. Uh, that's the way to do it. Let, let me do a slight retraction on Carl Urban there, because as I was sitting there thinking and you were talking about Peach Dragon, I realized Carl really, <laughs> Carl really isn't at fault here. It's uh, it's Wes Bentley. <laughs> Wes, uh, yeah. Wes Bentley was basically um, he was basically about as active <laughs> as an old spore yeah. throughout the whole film. They gave him they, nothing to do. They really did. Just just so you know that like that uh what's her name that uh opie's daughter um yeah uh bryce dallas bryce dallas howard just so you know yeah. that she's got like a man in her life is the, is the only reason he exists basically yeah and they were like estranged right the whole movie and, well, and then you're like oh well they're they're here to get together again <laughs> or you know and then there was nothing that would ever make you assume that they would get together because there was nothing with what you would assume would be called chemistry between the two characters. So why, other than the fact he's got a nice truck. I don't even think they were estranged, Todd. Like I didn't pick up on that at all. Like I'd get where you're coming from of why you would think that, but I don't think that the movie wanted us to think that. I, I got the, I got the idea that they were estranged because I mean, if, <laughs> If you're if you're a guy <laughs> yeah, yeah. and a gal, you don't just kind of <laughs> right. hey, yeah, shake hands uh, in the morning. Hey, how you doing? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. A little, yeah. That's so not just, normal to me. It, it it just I don't know if if we were back in Little House on the Prairie days where everybody was in court, <laughs> it might be different, but we're not, and they aren't. So that's your summer. So what now? Alan, just, just let me say one um, movie that I was a, a pleasant surprise. And if I have a rival okay. for uh, Jason Bourne as my favorite movie of the summer, it's this one. And I actually saw it with uh, with Todd um, and that's Popstar. Yeah, um, I forgot about Popstar. Yeah, yeah I, I, I thought it was hilarious, like easily my favorite comedy of the summer. Um, but I, I, man, I thought it was, I thought it was really, really, really good. Really funny, man. I'm was, so, even with both of you giving the thumbs up on that one, I'm still scared of it. I, I just, I, I feel like, I don't know. just something in my gut, like tells me that I'm going to watch that and, and it's going to be ridiculous <laughs> six for like, it's going to be the opposite. It's going to be flip flopped. <laughs> it's, it's definitely, we owe you one for ridiculous it's, six. It's so definitely, this definitely can't be anywhere close to being in the same universe as ridiculous six. <laughs> and, and My I expectations mean, were low going in. I will say we went and watched that and, and it was like date night and we were like, I mean, it's like this or teenage mutant Ninja turtles. Those were the two movies that opened that weekend. So and we're like, well, obviously that's what we're seeing. And let's right. clarify that it was date night with your wives. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It was. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> yes, yes. Thank you. And let me let me just let me say let me say this about it. Uh, the last, if, if you were to go back in time to when we sat at the opening of the very opening scenes of Tropic Thunder, then you'll know exactly how I felt the entire movie. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because we saw those with our wives as well. Yeah, we saw Tropic Thunder with our wives as well. As Alpha starts talking about it dripping down to the floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they talk about you know something like Bin Laden this, and so it's just you know, it. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so, I, I, but I but I appreciate it. I I, I had you know I, it to me it kind of fits in that same category as Spinal. Yep. Uh, you know, you're seeing it from, you know, cameras backstage from yeah. what's going on in this, you know, this guy's life. And, um, you know, it's it's obviously not going as swell as they would have you make it to be believe that the, that it is uh, right. kind of just like Spinal Tap, you know. So there's some mirroring of that, I think. Um, it's full on wacko, right? I mean, it like I get the impression it doesn't hold back at all. Like it's it goes weirdo, right? I mean, yeah, it it yeah, it goes for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's yeah. a couple places it really goes See, for the, it, and the, some of those songs are are, are oh my really crude. Yeah, that yeah. it scares me a little bit. Uh, some get, let me can I do a broad strokes about the summer? Do a yeah, broad stroke. I, I, yeah, we. We can do that. We can all do that if we if we want. Um, I, I've seen three, and I think there are more than this, but I've I've seen and read most of three articles, separate articles, um, about the summer season, and all three compared what Hollywood offered with Stranger Things, which was interesting to me. I don't know mm -hmm. if one of them, if they read one of you know, and they all decided to write the same article or what, but yeah, uh, Forbes. Uh, said Stranger Things proves Hollywood should rip off instead of remake, um, hmm. which is is interesting, especially uh, and New the New York Post something similar. What it's uh, what Stranger Things can teach Hollywood about making movies. So that the thing is with Stranger Things, have either of you watched it yet? Yes. Okay. I'm I'm about halfway through it. All right. right, I've got about three episodes to go. The thing with Stranger Things is. It learned everything from Hollywood. Like it doesn't exist without '80s Hollywood, right? And so now these people are writing stories about what Hollywood can learn from Stranger Things. It's like it's just gonna feed on itself. Like I don't, I don't think like, like let's skip that middle step and just like let Hollywood look at what they were doing right in the '70s and '80s uh, with the original stories. But because uh, you know, Stranger Things is at least a moderately original story. Uh, even though the elements, you know, are, they, they might be, you know, borrowed, but, uh, rogerebert.com, something similar. It was, uh, you know, they said, try to think, you know, try to imagine a 30th anniversary oral history of X-Men apocalypse and, <laughs> you know, oh, God. <laughs> you know, and, and then like how laughable that is. And, and like, every, you know, he couldn't think of any movie this year that he said, uh, in his opinion, everything was completely forgettable. Um, and TV, he said, in his opinion, TV now is, is what captures imagination. And they're the ones that are supplying the, the collective dreams for kids. And, you know, that we used to have with, uh, movies in the eighties. 
and every, mm. everything in Hollywood is Armageddon all the time and no tender moments and no time to breathe and no character building. And, and what that show mm. got right is that, you know, it, it, it gives it, it now to be fair, it's an eight hour show. So he, he needs to take right. that into account. But, uh, you know, I think he does have a point in that they, 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 you know, the studios probably do push for, you know, and I do, I get tired of that, especially in the superhero movies where the, the, the entire world or universe is in danger in every movie. And like, can we back, back it down a little bit? You know, like, I think that's why I like the the winter soldier so much, Mm -hmm. you know, it was just one dude and like, I don't know. It was a smaller story. And, Mm -hmm. and, and I think that movie had some, some time to breathe and to give character moments and stuff like that. Anyway, it made me fall in love with, um, with uh, Black Widow, that movie did. Yeah, and Nick Fury. Like I hated Nick Fury yeah, until yeah. that movie. Like, and it got both of them right for the first time. Right. And Cap, for that matter, Captain America kind of sucked. I, I didn't. I did not like him at all until that movie. You know, he yeah. was just way too, you know, bubblegum and and ugh, he was just corny. Oh, so corny, so corny. Yeah. And that was all Joss's fault. Uh, sorry, but. <laughs> so they got uh, so much right with that movie. It's one of their best. Yeah. You know who really sucked the worst though in Winter Soldier? Uh, who sucked the worst? I, I don't. You'll probably never guess. Go ahead, James Cameron. But anyway, um, I would like to say one You're right. I wouldn't have guessed that. <laughs> I do want to say, I want to echo on what Scott said about Stranger Things, though. And, and it's very much every, every, every pore of that show is, is, uh, is, is filled with everything 80s. They, uh, they did a wonderful job with the production design, the music, the title design, which Scott did a great piece on the, the site about uh everything i mean they just really they really nailed it and i mean and you you can get the look you know you can easily get the look you just you you hire people that can research you know time periods and you bring in cars and you have you know push button phones and you have this and that and and cassette decks and stuff like that but getting that tone that you know has nothing to do with you know your 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 set design and your production and uh, the, the look and the haircuts and everything and the clothes, and, but just nailing the feel, which is what they did. And there was a really interesting, um, I don't know if it was a full, it was a, it was a tiny article, but um, they were talking about how the, the production team behind it, which they're, they're re they're redoing it as a theatrical film in two, two parts the first part's due out next summer, uh, and actually one of the one of the cast, at least one of the cast of Stranger Things, is in it. Uh, but they talked about how um, it, the producers of it, need to be worried about you know are they going to be able to get as close to uh, what they're trying to do as Stranger Things was able to accomplish, mm-hmm. um, you know. And it's there's you know there's no fanfare behind Stranger Things. It just it was just one of those things they. They, they did it, and, um, you know, people were probably just sitting back and thinking, okay, let's see how this works out. Uh, but, you know, now it's just like, man, everybody's, you know, everybody's love of the of a specific, you know, decade has kind of gone ape on, on the 80s. I mean, you know, it seems like that's the way it is every 30 years. 
you know? Mike, friends, don't lie. <laughs> Sorry. That's, re- that's just go. for startsmen. That's just for startsmen right there. Little... There you go, everybody. <laughs> uh I love, I do, I love Eleven from from that show, but they do they do a weird thing. I won't spoil anything, but I do think it's a little weird. A couple of things she does in that show that I don't think would have ever happened in the eighties. Um, hmm. uh, Let me finish watching that one. Maybe we can do a podcast just on Stranger Things if you guys want to, because I think we all dig it pretty okay. pretty hard. Yeah, and um, and I'm not saying that. Uh, that the girl <laughs> that the girl that cheated on uh that cheated on Rob Lowe with Warren Beatty is in that show. I'm not saying she's in that show, but is she? I, I, I just I mean I'm not saying Winona Ryder? Winona? <laughs> I didn't oh, say um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean it's, it's Wino forever? Speculation. Wow. It's purely speculation, guys. I don't you all are well, Nona gets right. around, boys. <laughs> Man, now, I knew I knew we'd get it out of you eventually. <laughs> so, so what Let if? Me, go go ahead. ahead. Yeah, you go. I was just gonna say, I, I do you all like, have? Do either of you have like you know big? I think that's where you're going. Yeah, my my broad strokes of the summer is that I think this is the worst uh, summer of movies since 2010. Since and 2010. I actually went back. I went back and looked, and I was going from I was going Memorial Day to Labor Day. I wasn't going all the way to March, so that's where I kind of set my parameters at. But I actually went back and looked at all the blockbuster releases from the last seven mm-hmm. years of this decade, and I think this is the worst summer of movies of all of them. So you're in sync with the entertainment writers at large who are saying basically the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, because. Uh, what's I mean? What's your all's favorite movie of the summer? Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Uh... Lights out. <laughs> yeah, it would. Be... That's that's a sure thing for you, right? And... <laughs> like, and for me, I don't know. Maybe Civil War, which I wasn't thrilled about. You know, it's it's yeah. it was fun, but well, I don't know. Maybe maybe even Star Trek Beyond gets the nod above. Right, Civil War. You know they're close. They're close together there. Yeah. Um, yep. And I went back and and looked uh, from from 2016 all the way back to 2010, and I looked at all of them, and I and I made a list of the movies I liked versus the movies I didn't like, and the movies I liked far outweighed movies I didn't like, except for 2010 and this year. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. And you know it, it's um. Again, there wasn't Pop Star was my favorite comedy, which mm. kind of flew under the radar. Nobody really went to see it. Uh, there were there was not a good comedy this year. Yeah, and that's what stinks, right? Because you all love that movie, and you're saying it's great. Um, and the BFG, I think a lot of people feel like what what's what's happening? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I think uh, the the BFG, a lot of people feel like is a really good movie, and it's just it. You know, it came and went, and and nobody talked about it, and you know, so I saw that one too, by the way, and I really, really enjoyed it. So it's like where you know, for the people that do maybe take some risks or 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 go off of the norm for what studios are doing right now, and and try to make a smaller movie, and it just comes and goes, and maybe doesn't make the cash that they would like it to. 
so where is the incentive for Hollywood to, you know, it's, it's tough. Like, yeah. you know, when you, you let Spielberg make something like that and, you know, and it, maybe it doesn't perform that great. So it's like, wow, what are you going to do? You're telling them like, make these smaller movies, make, you know, make some really character driven stuff with, and put some time in on scripts and, and, you know, and give us something substantial, but does it pay off? I mean, are they like, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a tough one. I totally get what the writers are saying. Like, or I think I know where they're going with that is the TV. It seems like that's where people like the people in charge are willing to take some risks now and, and, you know, and, and, and give Mm -hmm. you some meat and, and do some things, you know, and, and where some of the good writers are working now and, and, Hollywood's really formulaic and, and, you know, dollar, 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 where can I, you know, get it? So I don't know. And, and some of the people it might be too, like for my opinion on a lot of stuff is, um, am I going to lose anything by just waiting and watching it at home? Yeah. And I think maybe a lot of people feel that way. So maybe Hollywood feels like we need to do spectacle. Yeah. So people will come out and see these things. I'm sure they do. And TV does, does the other stuff better? Netflix Netflix does the other stuff better than than Hollywood does at getting us to watch the character driven stories. So maybe a lesson is just when you're making when you're making your big spectacles, just you know realize that maybe you need to step back from it, and you know it doesn't have to be like you can even save yourself some money, like you know like the winter soldier like look at the winter soldier to me yeah. and and like let's let's shoot for that like let's let's yeah. take some time and really get the characters right and that's another thing like i think i've heard directors saying this uh, a couple of interviews lately maybe james gunn and some and a couple of others saying like that that they they set these um weekend dates and and they're pretty close and you've got to turn that script around and you don't get years to get it right which you should like all the best movies do like you know rewrite and rewrite and rewrite and with the same writer not here you now you now you and like let's we and we got to have it in six months you know yeah so there's a there's a lot of problems i don't i don't know just uh you know just give us just give us a chance really yeah, everybody just get ready to watch Space Cops. <laughs> yes. Is what we're saying. Yes. You know, and and the thing is we're let's face it, how long have we been in this this current golden age of television? It's been going I for mean, a while and I mean it's, it's yeah. it really is and and TV is just so good right now. Yeah. And you know, what you look at is, you know, there's not that, you know, it used to be, I mean, you go back into the eighties and the nineties and you look and you didn't, you know, like, uh, and I know this is a weird example, but like Tom Cruise, for example, Tom Cruise was, I mean, that's when he, his star started to rise there in the eighties when he did risky business and, uh, you know, top gun and all that. And you would never ever see him on a late night talk show promoting his stuff. They, he'd be out on the red carpet and they'd be doing the press junkets and stuff, but you never saw him, you know, out there, uh, you know, like on Carson or whatever, aping his stuff. And now, and now, you know, now you see these, you see, you see these people that you considered maybe untouchable or whatever, and they're, you know, they're doing stuff that, you know, 20, 30 years ago, you would never have done that. If you're a movie star, you can't go, you can't go to the small screen. You know, you can't do that. That's that's a that's a major step down. 
uh, everybody's working their way to be in the movies, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's, it's weird. And, you know, will, will we, will that just recycle again in the next? Yeah, hour I feel like years? now A-listers are looking for their true detective or their uh, house of cards. Um, I, th- I think that they're the, some of the bigger names are looking for that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Hey, Hey fellas, we're, we're over an hour. Can I suggest we tease a tease a tough love for DC and Marvel episode and 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 call yeah. it call it call it a night. Let's do that. Um, yeah, are are you all are you all pretty well wrapped up on your on your uh, on your summer movie wrap up? I, I will say this: I I did. If you if I mean as Scott was going through the list. I mean, I said, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that. Mm-hmm. And I really, I, I, there wasn't mm-hmm. a lot of stuff out there that I just was dying to see that I didn't get to see. Yeah. Star Trek's probably the only thing that I didn't get to see in the theater that I really wanted to see in the theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, I can't think of anything else that I missed that I was just torn up about. And September's got some pretty big stuff. Are you all going to see anything in September with uh, Sully and Snowden and Magnificent Seven? Hey man, I know, I know. If we get invited to Paducah, I know that's going to be hitting right around Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange time. That's right. <laughs> and, and I'll save some of that for for tough love for Marvel. Okay, yeah, and um, also uh, I want to give a, a little shout out here to uh, Kirby Stafford because Jack Reacher never go back as writer as coming down the pipe. <laughs> oh, absolutely, and. I'm sure they don't know it, but if they did, if if they it, they're going to be first in line, I'll just say that they might have advanced tickets already. That trailer looked pretty pretty sweet, though. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, I think he he continues to surprise in that part because nobody anybody that read those books like apparently didn't want him to play it, but yeah, they were all yeah. surprised. You gotta, you gotta give it to him though. He knows what to pick. I mean, mm-hmm. he's had some stumbles here and there, but to be still doing what yeah. he's doing and yeah. having success thirty years later, God, yeah. and still doing good stuff. And I don't know if I'm happy or sad that he's finally starting to show age. That he's not. Yeah, he's not a he's not a synthetic man. He he is. He's like the rest of us. It's getting him too. He's finally starting to show a little age. I don't know if. I, yeah, man. Him and Johnny Depp. Yeah. And James Cameron. Yeah, and James Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but you know who's not showing any age? Linda Hamilton. Psych. Shout out to Dolph Lundgren. Dolph oh, Lundgren. Never. The man. Never. The ageless wonder. Yep. Dolph Lundgren is like a '57 Chevy in its prime. That's right. You can't dent it. You can't right. make. You can't make it even hold an imperfected look. He will live forever. I think he is a cyborg, just like in Universal Soldier. <laughs> I think oh. between between him and between him and Rob Lowe, one of those guys is going to live to 200. Yeah, and speaking yeah. of of that, uh, apparently, uh, according to Michael Starzman, uh, shout out also like you know three mentions in one show, but starts a heavy Starzman episode. <laughs> yeah, wow. Speaking of of uh, Universal Soldier, Mikey said it's necessary to watch John Claude Van Johnson, the uh, Amazon show. Whoa. 
Yeah, yeah. JCVD's got a got a show, and I did. I watched about five minutes of it. Like popped in his office when he was watching it, and uh, it made me laugh just in the little short thing that I was watching it. So it it looked it looked intriguing. Um, if you all haven't looked it up, look up his weird um, his weird interaction that he had with a. Uh, it may have been an interview about that show, um, but. If you just look up, you you can probably Google um, John Clyde Van Dam interview rant or something like that. But uh, it's 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 weird that he just completely goes off. He goes off on this dude, uh, and it's pretty uncomfortable and kind of unnecessary. It almost makes you think that he had been he's like gone through the car wash of these interviews. Yeah, and he'd been asked the same question a thousand times, and he was tired of it. Um, <laughs> But I kind of felt sorry for the guy uh, that that was asking him the questions. So look that up if you want some good JCVD entertainment. All right, all right, everybody. Uh, maybe I'll find that and put it on the uh, put it on the Walk Softly site um, when we do this uh, recap. So um, you guys have a happy Labor Day. Have a nice long weekend. I'd like to say that I will I will be laboring on Labor Day because the the place where I currently work does not observe Labor Day as a holiday where you don't come in and work. Oh man, I'll be- and that's and that's okay. I'm fine. Absolutely. It sounds like it. <laughs> no, I, I'm fine. I'm hey, what's what's just an, what's another day off anyway? No, yeah, who needs that? <laughs> what are you going to get done on a day off? Probably. Probably not much. Not much. That's the plan, anyway. So, I'm going to be in Asheville, Carolina. North look Carolina. Look at this guy. Yeah, that's right. What are you doing down there? Visiting a lady friend. Ew! <laughs> that's right. That's right. Rachel McAdams is in Asheville, North Carolina, everybody. <laughs> wow! Sorry, Rachel. Are they doing another Sorry. Nicholas Sparks movie down there or something? Oh, man. Cat out of the bag. Out of the bag. See, you know, this show gives you a little gives you a little glimpse into the into the private lives sometimes. And uh, yeah, Rachel McAdams is in Asheville, and Winona Ryder's a whore. No. That's what we give you. <laughs> no, and I'm working Monday. Rachel McAdams <laughs> is crying in her pillow. That's what ha- what's happened. Because okay, look, yeah. yeah, that ship has sailed, Rachel. So eat it. Yep. You had your chance. Had your chance. The the yep. It's closed. The the it's documented. It's well documented. They proposed. All right, let's get out of closed. here. I feel like we're uh, lingering. Right. So, um, if you guys are ready to go, everybody, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. Apologize for the uh, massive uh, hiatus, but we're back in action. Um, so share it with your friends. Uh, rate us on iTunes. We finally got enough ratings to actually show up. So that's kind of cool. Yes, uh, ratings and reviews. Ratings and reviews are important to us. Go to so. iTunes, look up the show, talk hard. You'll see ratings and reviews on the tab. You click that, you'll click it, and you'll give us probably five stars, right? Who knows? Go ahead. I'm not going to tell yeah, you to do it. Back. Yeah. Right. You don't need go to ahead. do you five don't, stars. You don't need to be one of those people that's like, it's great, but, you know, uh, you know, four, you know. Right now. Oh, no. just, <laughs> I don't want to give them five. That's. You you don't want to be that dude. Don't be that guy. Because you know that's how you sound when you do it. Uh, That's how if if you give four stars, that's how you sound. (laughs) That's exactly how you sound. Because you're not you're not really happy about anything, are you? I mean, you're just 
Mr. Four. But also stop overthinking it and just do five stars. Yeah, and then and then just write a and then you'll really be a baller if you write a review. Because how many people do that? How many people love a show enough to to say, "Man, this is great. Everybody should be listening to this." Yeah, uh, I agree with him so much on everything about James Cameron. I mean. Let's let's listen every week. There are no other three people from Kentucky that I'd rather hear talk about movies uh, for an hour and a half at a clip. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Something We're not like going to write it for you, but something like that. <laughs> but if you wanted, if you wanted us to write something and send it to you, we could probably make that happen. I don't know. We can write. Yeah. We, we're okay. We're okay. So yeah, do that for us, uh, friends and family who are listening. You're a family if you're listening to this. That's how we feel about you. So, um, all right. It's uh, it's bedtime for me. Um, you guys have a good week. And uh, for Scott Stafford and Todd Sheen, this is Alan Martin reminding you to walk softly and talk hard. Well, I hope you come to see me in the movie. And I know that you are plain to see. Biggest fool that's ever hit the big time And all I gotta do is act naturally